0: So, it's a really long gospel today. I think it gives me permission for like a really long album. <laughs> Just kidding. It's only going to be like 45, 50 minutes uh, short of it from when, when I was preparing. No, but, but in all seriousness, um, I'm going to pray and preach like I normally do. But I really want to invite you. Not, not only today, but all days, to spend time praying with the Scriptures. Because the Lord has something He wants to communicate to you. There are universal truths. There are universal things. And and it certainly we need to, to make sure we're, we're in communion with the Church, that our interpretation of Scripture is in communion with the Church, because we can, we can definitely misunderstand things. But the Lord wants to speak to your heart and in this time when you cannot physically receive the Eucharist, that the Lord wants particularly to for us to grow in a love and a relationship with him through his word. The Second Vatican Council, David bear and I'll speak more about this later, um, talks about the fact that the church has always referenced the Holy Scriptures as she references the body and blood of the Lord. It's a huge thing. The church references the scriptures as she references the body and blood of the Lord. Because these are, this is the living word of God, which he communicates his entire self to us. So let us pray that the Lord May, may inspire us in this time as we reflect on the scriptures, but I really want to invite you spend time praying with it, and spend time praying with this gospel. It's so beautiful, so powerful, and so rich. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to speak and to do what you desire. May our minds, hearts, and souls be fertile soil, that your word may bear great and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Reveal to us the face of Christ. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Master, the one you love is ill. Master, the one you love is ill. I remember praying with this gospel during a time in my life that was particularly difficult. Just going through, we all have seasons in life that that are difficult and, and we're going through one right now as a community. And each of us are experiencing this both individually with the unique circumstances in our own life, but also together as a community. And some of us, yes, are feeling the suffering, whether it be because we're sick or someone we know is sick or we are working in one of the hospitals or someone we you know has died or a loss of a job or your your company, your business, you're not sure it's gonna survive. Uh, Our students you know, not in school, parents, relationships now that we're home, some things are moving in a positive direction and some are not. And so again, all of us right now are experiencing this in, in so many different ways. But in my particular Life in this in this time, it was just a more difficult time in my life. And I'm praying with this scripture, and it just strikes me to the heart, Lord, the one you love is ill. And I remember saying, whether it's a physical illness or not, right? Lord, when that's me. Maybe we can say, like Lazarus, Lord, I'm dying. And maybe not physically, but I'm dying. So we're praying through this this gospel, Lord, the one you love is ill. And then we hear Jesus say, in a moment, and again I felt that, praying with this, this illness is not to end in death but it's for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through. As I was praying through this gospel passage, I'm like, okay, Lord, this, this illness is not to end in death, but it's for the glory of God. So, come on. You know, the moment is like, like, hey, right now is a good time for the glory of God to be manifest. Let's go. Continue to pray through the passage. This is Jesus loved him and he heard that he was ill and he remained for two days in the place that he was. And at this point, my prayer, I'm like, oh, uh uh, no, no. to come just praying and wrestling through this this tension the Lord loved him and not only not only does it say specifically that Jesus loved him but other people knew it you know he loved him so much that that the community knew like they knew like hey Jesus the one you love is ill." so so this This is a a clear manifestation that Jesus loved him. And then we know for ourselves, because of the cross, that Christ, his love for us is perfect. And in our sin, St. Paul says, that God proves his love for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So God's love for us is perfect. We may be asking ourselves, in this moment, that the way we're suffering, or or in, in other moments of our life, to hold on to this, like, If you love me, then why are you waiting? I'm dying. Dying. Then Jesus tells the disciples Lazarus is asleep, he's dead. same period of time, praying, praying with this gospel, praying with, with, with the scriptures, praying with Jesus on the cross. If you, if you got the first video that I sent out about Jesus teaches on the cross to pray and suffering, with Psalm 22, with Psalm 23, moving from, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Like this this movement, this same movement that I'm talking about right here, like, Lord, I'm dying, why are you waiting? This movement from there, this raw cry of the heart, this honest cry of the heart and suffering, to, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And, and I wasn't quite a, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. But, but I felt the Lord inviting me and wanting me to move there. I'm like, okay, Lord, I know I need to trust you, right? Because that takes trust. It takes trust especially in a moment where, they, where emotionally you're not feeling, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And so, so I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I feel like the Lord has invited me, and I want it, and I, and I feel ashamed that I can't entrust myself to the Father now. And I'm feeling ashamed, and I feel like the Lord invited me, and I want to, and he just kind of frozen. And so this moment I just got really honest with the Lord. I'm like, okay, Father, you're inviting me. You're inviting me to this. But you, but you know what happened to Jesus?
1: But you know what happened to Lazarus?
0: They died. Like, yes. Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. this relationship that I'm attached to. But I, I don't want to die. And, and go back to, right, this illness is not to end in death, but it's for the glory of God. And I pray, well, like, okay, Lord, like, so because so, in my mind that means that, that like, you're going to go heal him. But he dies. And then Jesus is like, let's go back there. And at this point, the disciples are like, wait, wait, let's go back to Judea? No, no, hold oh on, man. They were just trying to stone you. And we're going to go back there? And so, what they're, they're, everybody's here, right? Like Martha, Mary, Lazarus, and then now the disciples are like, wait, you want us to go back with you to Judea? Because, because, I don't want to die. Why would we go back? And she's like, Lazarus is asleep. Let us go to awaken him. And so, so they go. They're going back to to Bethany. And then Martha hears that, that Jesus is coming, and she runs out to him, and she says that this this deep cry from the heart, Lord, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. you yeah, like, where were you? We sent word right now in, in the midst of this. We're like, hey, hey look, we've been praying. If you had been here, this would not have happened. My brother would not have gotten sick. But my, the, the hospital that I work in and my, my, my daughter, who's a nurse there, would not be overwhelmed. My classes would not have, have been canceled and, and now have to go online. You know, my, my business would still be open. I would still have a job. Like, I would not be locked up in my house. Lord, if you would have been here, none of these things would have happened. Where are you? But then Martha, this is Martha's Psalm 22 moment. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But then Martha moves right into Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, and there is nothing that I shall lack. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Your rod and your staff, they give me comfort. And what is her movement? What is her movement? How does she say that? Look, but I know that whatever you ask of the Father, is he will give you. Whatever you ask of the Father, is he will give you. Your brother will rise, Jesus says. He says, I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Now, I don't know about about you, but, but I've taken a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of logic, and on some level that doesn't Seem like it works out logically, right? I'm the resurrection life whoever Believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Okay, so all right, this Lord, if what if I believe in you, that even if I die, I will live. Okay, so this seems like the resurrection there. And then everyone who lives and believes in me will will never die. Okay, so are we gonna die or are we not gonna die? There's this tension, that Jesus is speaking to this tension in our hearts. Like Lord, I want to entrust myself to you totally and fully. I want to imitate, I want to more than imitate, I want to enter into your prayer on the cross to the Father. Into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit where I am. Lord, I, I want to be there. And Jesus is saying, "Okay, so if if you live in me, even if you die, even if the Father doesn't come, right? If Jesus doesn't come before Lazarus dies, you will still live. And then if you you live in me, then you won't die. What what death is that? This spiritual death. That yes, we will experience a bodily death. Or maybe experience like the death." of of our sin or the death of an attachment or or of control of ourselves being king and lord or queen and the death of that yes and that's painful and that is a death and maybe you experience real suffering in life physical suffering, mental suffering, emotional suffering, the cross it comes into our life but Jesus says spiritually you will not die You will not die, and that ultimately the Lord will strengthen us in these moments. And then the Lord will open up the gates of heaven when it is our time to go home to Him. But this dying that that we naturally like, no, no, no. We naturally fear. This dying to self, this being crucified with Christ, is what allows us to experience what St. Paul said It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. It is no longer I who. With Christ who lives within me. Galatians 2.20. St. Paul, what he's talking about is like the Holy Trinity, right, has come to dwell within his soul. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, there is no greater peace, there is no greater joy, there is no greater love than deep communion interiorly with the Lord. It is a taste of heaven. And how does St. Paul get there? He says, because I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. So, in these moments, in these moments, as the Lord is inviting us, He is inviting us, right, to trust Him. Why is this happening ultimately? We do not know, except for this, that God is allowing this to happen, to bring about a greater glory than if it never would have happened. This Illness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God. And what is the glory of God? Saint Bernard there says, "The human person fully alive." And what is the human person fully alive? Saints. Saints. Saint Paul in Galatians two twenty. What is that? It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. In this time let us turn to the saints. John Paul II, everybody's like oh my gosh, the glory of God who shone through this man who would speak Mother Teresa read stories, I love Mother Teresa read stories, people experience conversion by listening to her voice on the radio. Why? because it was no longer her her who lived, but Christ who lived within her, because she she died and they both experienced a tremendous amount of suffering, but not alone, but united to Christ. And so Jesus doesn't promise us that we will not suffer, but he promises that he will never leave us alone, and that he comes to us in it, and that our suffering unites that of Christ. Our death unites that of Christ, brings about his resurrection in us. So if you're like me and you're reading this gospel and you're praying through this gospel and you're like, Lord, the one you love is ill. Why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? Come They cry out to him. Cry out to him. And Jesus comes. And it is actually true that he never leaves us. He may seemingly be far from us. See me, but actually he is always with us and so he's he's inviting us now to walk the passion with him he's inviting us now to die with him and even to lay in the tomb with him that the stone may be rolled away that he can cry out to us God, He will give you. What God brings is life from death. What God wants right now in your life in the midst of this coronavirus craziness is life from death. Let us not be afraid to die with Christ. And it be no longer we who who lives within us.